0: very special episode of quarantine chronicles after dark my name is kevin to my left we have jason
1: hello wow that's of weird to my right
0: (laughs) we have angel what's up and on this episode of quarantine chronicles after dark we're going to talk about a lot of things why is it after dark you ask because this might be one of the latest podcasts that we've ever recorded uh as a trio
1: I good think, save right good save yes because Angel and I I think the delayed... Angel what's the last we've done around Nintendo like 1230 at night after the Rhythm Heaven event years ago yeah
2: it was definitely after midnight yeah but this is up there then, I don't this know this is up there and I don't know if that's the same episode where we thought it wouldn't save or something and we were oh afraid that it was that, we were was that record one. everything all over again yeah yeah that wait, was no. one
1: where we almost had nervous breakdowns that was a good time wait yeah, <laughs> yeah. now I remember cinder... I we did one after cinder to to blocks worry. were
2: dropped
0: we did one after after work. I, I got off of work at 10.30 and hauled ass to, to Angel's house to record an episode. Yeah. I don't remember. And, and, I, I, w- did we also almost lose the, the audio there?
1: Yeah, I think the later at night, the more the, like, podcast oh, gremlins yeah, come out, and then the more like yeah. we are to lose it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, also because I had encoded it but didn't save it, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was interesting. I was yeah. going
0: to lose my mind, especially because so I had I. work the next day at 6.00 you're basically doing what you basically did what angel's doing now (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't that that i was gonna lose my mind it was more like oh man i did like this two-hour podcast for essentially nothing uh not not essentially nothing but it was like i could have saved i could have gotten like two two extra hours of sleep
2: yeah and as everyone knows like if you record something again after having done that like the quality just worsens you just become like a summary of your previous is there ever going
0: to be an episode where we lose an entire episode of either or quarantine chronicles where we go it's it's
2: about to happen I feel like
1: you're jinxing it
0: now
2: I mean the odds (laughs) I mean it has to happen we were like a overall we're like at over 240 episodes between the two I don't think it
1: has to happen I think I think technology will will hold for us. Now I've definitely drinks it though. But I mean considering your I mean I mean your any... Mac problems, your Macbook problems. Well, to be fair, it's uh I did update GarageBand um the other day. So, we might be in the clear now. I Except mean if anything aren't the odds
2: of... <laughs> I mean the fact we're doing like recording from home means that we've increased the odds of something going wrong with that like by three yeah, three as is... because of like if we it completely that way. lose j I mean, if we completely lose Jason's audio, for whatever reason, like, his audio is just done, gone. Like, what What do we do? It's like, do we You publish put it. Put that on... <laughs> I, I thought that'd be interesting. Just, like, just put it out anyway and just let them figure out what Jason said. Or... Uh, so no god try <laughs> <laughs> or do you think listen to it and try to have the conversation doing
1: so I'll, it, I'll put it this way like... I'll put it this way if because I've listened back to like my pieces of it and I know you guys when you're editing yours listen back to your pieces when there's long silent gaps and there's not the other people talking all you hear is breathing and it's the weirdest most uncomfortable like ASMR of yourself or of someone it's like you do not want a two-thirds of us episode it would be weird so
2: and you would be down to um, like get kevin and our kevin and my recording and just listen in and try to fill in the guess as
1: best if you can i've always you know i was always impressed as do, a do, kid do. by animes being able to fit the dubbing in the tight time frame and get where the mouth is moving so i would just be living that out so yeah i'd try it <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i guess we'd have to yeah I'm pretty sure I'd be like, yeah, please don't make me record it again. Depends on the time. Obviously. I, I, if I will say time, if, if – Maybe I'll be like, let's do like a – take a three-hour break and come back later. I will say
1: if, if I had to do that, like if I had to sub in after the fact, it would take probably like four times as long because I would have to go do so many passes <laughs> out to make sure it fits and that has a transition back to what you are saying. So I can't just say something and then have you go, I know tangerines, right? Like I have to like be like blah, 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 like tangerines or like make some sort of connecting thing. So it would be actually Art. really challenging to do.
2: Hmm. That'd be an episode I would listen to. Yeah,
1: it would be. It'd be like me. It'd be like improv in reverse because like the yes and already happened. You have to like make it get to it.
2: <laughs> like it'd be... speaking of improv, have either of you ever done like one of those like community center improv classes? Oh, like the workshops?
0: No, I've yeah, always workshop, messed with yeah. the idea of it because I have written stand-up before. Just you like, have like yeah like like little five what? minute. Five minute bits that i am way too afraid to proud actually of? do in front of a, no not proud of i'm way too afraid <laughs> to actually do it in front of a crowd just huh. because bomb just because stories of bombing at you know at a at a comedy club are it's, they're not one in a million it happens to everybody it happens oh, yeah. to every yeah. famous comedian not that i would become a famous comedian but it's like do i really want to go through that through through bombing I can picture you being a i could see comedian. you being a comedian
1: you have you have yeah. the timing. Even, lot, even Gomi just
2: has a nice ring to it as a comedian. Gomi?
0: No, I probably wouldn't use Gomi <laughs> as like my stage that'd, name. That'd be like his like
2: twitch it wouldn't handle be intentional. or like, DJ like, name. like that,
0: that nickname would pop up somewhere, and then people are just gonna like adopt it, and then you're just gonna have to live
1: with it. It's oh, like oh, uh, what's his name being called Fluffy by everyone. I forgot the actual. Oh no, name.
0: Uh, no, I don't want that. He
1: didn't come up with that. What? No, I mean he came up with it, but that wasn't his stage name. It was just a nickname that then became his main name, basically. No, oh, his, gotcha. his
0: stage name isn't Fluffy. I I mean, in his stage name is yeah, still, it's it's Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: No, I know, but he would, like, put Fluffy in quotes next to it, or in, in the middle of it, or, like, Gabriel Fluffy Like, back in the day, I think. He or was his it his character or something? spot
0: in LA Live.
1: Reserve, really? just, just specifically for him. Yeah. How often oh. does he go to LA? There isn't that much to do at LA Live, truthfully. They, well, they try nowadays to get to... there isn't much to do at LA, well, LA Live.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you could go to... The theater. I guess he could
0: go going to. Alley. He could hit yeah. Smashburger. He could uh, hit yeah, Starbucks there.
1: He could go to. Um, there. It's not just a, any Smashburger. Fargo so.
0: ATM around there. <laughs> I true.
2: mean, if, if he if he lives close enough, and that's like his local theater. I mean, that'd be pretty. If convenient. he
1: lives close enough, he could just walk, <laughs> and not near a parking spot. Well, well, it's because <laughs> him walk. He, he was pretty much doing yearly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We kid, Gabriel. shows at, at
0: Microsoft theater oh then that's or, why that's what, why. what was it called before i already forgot nokia um it theater?
1: was nokia theater and club yeah. nokia and now it's microsoft theater and uh oh, the, novo. The, the novo yeah yeah huh. Well, huh.
0: that was a that
1: was a long tangent we're good at How at was it? your guys week it's going by well, faster i've noticed like i didn't realize we're like on like month four of like yeah because this would be episode seven right so i mean we'd be on month four of the quarantine already which like it feels like it's been forever, but also like the pace is picking up a little. Do you guys get I that feel feeling?
0: Like still, no. Oh. Not at all.
2: Hmm. Um, work was just getting busy, so the days just definitely passed by faster for that's me. That's kind of what I mean. But I also introduced a um, tournament series to my coworkers. Like I hosted a tournament among them, and that's been going great. Like We've been staying after work a little bit just to do some matches. Tournament. What that's been tournament? really fun. Um, Hawk 2. So I, so in case some people have never played that game, um, Hog Two is a simple. I'll, I'll, I'll call it simple. It's a <laughs> it's like a side scroller. You just move left, right, and up, and then you have a jump button and an attack button, and the goal is to get past your opponent and just to make it all the way to the end. So if you're if you start on the left side of the screen, you just want to keep going right, 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 and vice versa, and. And whoever's on the left just wants to go. I mean, whoever's on the right wants to go to the left. And obviously, if you get past them, they will keep spawning in front of you to try to block you. But you just want to either jump over them, kill them, whatever it takes. It's a really simple game to pick up, but it just has a lot of nuance to it that just makes it really addicting. Although, it was on sale for the last two weeks for seven bucks, and I know it is on on every console, right? I've been playing it on I... Steam, but I I know it's on Switch and it's on PlayStation. Is, I is be Is it on Xbox? on Xbox? It's probably. On I, I wouldn't be
0: surprised. It's probably. Yeah, it probably is.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing, the only thing about it that's kind of like a bummer is that um Nidhogg One had a. I really liked the the art style of it. I mean, it was just like pixel art, but it was essentially fencing because in part one you only had the the sword, and the way they were animated was just kind of funny. Because it was pretty much very simplistic pixel animation. But the sequel went way toony with it.
0: Way it's necessar- like the, the like blobby monsters.
2: Yeah, they, they look like Muppets. Like weird fleshy muppets. I don't know, it's kinda weird. It's just so it's just very distinct. Like very, very distinct. Fleshy muppets. And and, and I and I would say it's like the art the style alone is kind of polarizing. <laughs> like You either like it or you either like it or you hate it, but the game itself is still very sound. I mean, they introduced a bunch more weapons, a bunch more themes. I mean, it, it's just a very creative and fun game. The only thing that's kind of a bummer is that I wish they had made it so that more people could play at once, but I guess you can't really, since it's just you're either going left or right. I mean, I guess it could be teams of two versus teams of two. I don't know, but Kind of curious we'll they'll go with that, but I really like that game, Nidhogg
0: Two. Who's the developer now? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: I don't remember.
2: I, I I knew the name. It's like it's a weird name, but they've made some. The only other game I know they've made is some weird. You're like, like the bar in um, in, I guess in Pong. We will just call it the bar from Pong, and every time you press, and you can the bar, you know, it's just like a line. Because everything is pixels in that game, but you're moving through i guess like a black void and you're that bar, and are you trying it's pretty much like a giant maze you're just trying to get from one point to the other, but it's incre- apparently really difficult. It's just one of those games, but I don't know they I, I don't think they're known for much, but, but yeah, been hosting that tournament because of that week has just been feeling shorter. I haven't even had that much time to animate some stuff for myself this week, but I have put in some more time into Final Fantasy. I am now able to I've made it to the point where I can now fly to any kingdom of my choosing. I think I'm level 18 if I checked. So, still getting there. Finally have a little companion. It's a little wind-up toy ship that could follow me around, but but then I see other people's companions like they literally have a little golem from Dragon Quest and I'm
0: like, "God damn it. Like I wish I had that." Yeah, there was or, a Dragon Quest uh, I guess tie in recently. Ah, oh, really? Huh.
2: Did did they give away any slimes?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen any slimes in the game, so.
2: Huh. I feel like it'd be there's no way they didn't, but then again, I don't know. I hope I haven't missed out on any other collaborations. I did love these I didn't realise I guess the anime I, I I guess I don't want to call that anime, but calling it anime. Like Final Fantasy has like a very like I guess I'll say like anime aesthetic. A lot of games have these anime aesthetics like in um on mobile and these MMOs, and I feel like they're always crossing over with something, and I feel like this one has had. I know it had a crossover with Monster Hunter, and I'm guessing did it also have a crossover with Final Fantasy Seven?
0: I'm gonna. Assume oh so. no! You can you can buy a cloud costume for your character. Really? Yeah.
2: Damn. Oh no! Monster Hunter had a crossover with Final Fantasy recently-ish. Yeah, I think you have to like fight the Goliath or something like that. Mm-hmm. But man, maybe there'll be an Ace Attorney crossover eventually. Ooh, that's that's we'll a long see. shot.
1: Yeah, that that is I a know. long shot. But nice to have dreams. Uh, nice to have dreams.
2: I know. Yeah. Monster Hunter did crossover with Ace Attorney. That's what's in Capcom. That's not
1: crazy. <laughs> no, I know, I know.
2: But they, they made the sword just a giant finger. <laughs> okay, so, that's very that's pretty good. Pretty cool. Actually, well, I mean, it was a giant, it was an arm with
1: the finger. Uh, pointed, either way, that's right, so. so can imagine. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? How, no, they, how they, was your week? We They did it. They did it. My week? Yeah. How's you haven't said yet. Yeah.
0: Oh, it, it was fine. Back it's at, back That's at work after being quarantined at home. Hmm. So mm-hmm. uh, I think last Quarantine Chronicles, I was still quarantined. I don't remember. It's been it's true long. to the time name. Is That's just, a... Time is just weird nowadays. It's terrible. But uh, I haven't. I speaking of like Final Fantasy 14, I actually haven't been able to play it that much because what? and in my smoothest of segues, uh, Xbox Game Pass is a thing. And if I had a problem with buying video games and never touching them, uh this is just gonna make it that much worse. <laughs> Wait, so hasn't it always been a thing? Game pass? Xbox Game Pass?
2: No. Yeah. So what, what is what, what is this version of Game Pass that you're talking about exactly? Okay. I so,
0: I recently bought an Xbox One X, specifically oh. the, the Cyberpunk edition. Now, originally right. I was going to be really? so you, so you kept I was going to be a naughty boy and flip it online, uh, <laughs> but I decided, you know what? Uh, my PS4, I now have it over by my computer desk whenever I want to stream some PS4 games. So. Instead of using my my smart TVs like built in smartness, I, I guess you would call it <laughs> the the Roku TV, I was like, you know what? I'll just use the Xbox. Uh, I know that apps are very very uh, well developed on the Xbox for some reason, and they're just really bad on on, on PlayStation. So I said, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll just make it my 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 media center for for my room. So I hooked it up. Or well, like unboxing the Xbox, uh, there was a little, a little car that said, "Hey, when Cyberpunk comes out, you will get the game. No, you ha you don't need to. Uh, what's it called? You don't need to redeem like any code. anything. It's like already on the console. The game isn't on the console, but the code is on the console.
1: Oh, like the like the unlock key, so to speak, is there? And yeah, knows, sort it's of. A ping. Bunch of thing. That's exactly. kind of cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then similarly. There was another card that said the same thing for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So Xbox mm. Game Pass Ultimate is for $15, you get Xbox Game Pass on the 360, you get Xbox Live Gold, and you get Xbox Game Pass on the PC. So, altogether, it usually is $15 a month because Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox is $10 if I'm not mistaken, and 5 on the PC. For now. Uh, it's still in beta, so they might drive up the price whenever this Wait, is so,
2: to to so if you want to get the Xbox Game Pass for the Xbox, it's more than if you get it for the PC? Yes. Oh,
0: okay. But only right now because it still is not beta on the PC. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... I need one's... to jump on that. Yeah. Oh. Let...
1: I mean, ultimately, well, I... I think they're going to move it to no pun intended because it's called Ultimate. But I think they are going to combine them eventually. Because the big push is with xcloud now. So it's all going to be one. So you're going to have either you can do game pass with the downloaded games. It's going to be one thing, or you can do game pass with the cloud attached, which will be another thing. And I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to be divided by PC price versus Xbox price ultimately. That's confusing. You keep saying ultimately, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You keep saying ultimately. I know that's yeah, but yeah, I think, I think they're going to shift the. So yeah, if you want it cheap on PC, get in now while you can.
0: Yeah. So, so let me, let me explain to you what I did. So mm-hmm. similarly like I said like with Cyberpunk there was no code to redeem. It was literally uh in the settings of like comes with this Xbox and you click it and there's Cyberpunk and there's 1 month free of Game Pass Ultimate. So I was like whatever I'll try it. I'm probably never going to touch this Xbox anyways. So 1 month isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And when I was like when I was about to put redeem in small print it said any Any months that you have left of Xbox Live Gold will automatically turn into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Months. So then I was like, huh. So I wonder. I I bought a digital code for twelve months of Xbox Live Gold, which was 60 bucks. I redeemed it on the Xbox. And then I went ahead and redeemed the one, the one free month of Ultimate, and now I have an entire year of Ultimate for sixty bucks. Wow, nice! <laughs> instead nice little of hack, instead of, and it's funny because it, it's not even like it's a hack. This happened before. I could have sworn that that when Ultimate originally came out, people were doing this with the one dollar promotion there's a one there was right, a right right a one dollar promotion, and I thought you got I think you got three months of ultimate for one dollar, mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. people were doing were buying uh, Xbox Live Gold cards and just going ham like people got like three years of ultimate for the price of three years of gold.
1: It's I mean, insane. it makes, it, it makes sense from, from Microsoft's perspective to do these, to allow these I mean, loopholes. Cause you get people hooked. You're getting subscribers
2: no matter what. Yeah. Right so you have
1: a good subscriber base and they get people hooked on it. And like their future in their mind, as much as they say it's Xbox Series X, their platform going forward, their next generation is Game Pass and Xcloud. So like the more people that can get on the ground floor of that and get kind of used to that setup. The bears gonna be for them in the long run, so it's like a it's a short term hit for a long term gain. So it kind of makes sense that Microsoft keeps letting that loophole slip through. Like for people that want to put in the work, they're not gonna openly be like, everyone come get a year of Game Pass for free. But like they'll they'll allow people that want to figure it out to do it because they know those are dedicated folks who are gonna now. To your point, Kevin, it sounds like you are are you hooked on it? Like is it everything you want it to be? Dude, so
0: I was already I was already paying uh, five dollars a month for Xbox Game Pass on PC and the selection there is pretty, pretty good mm-hmm. the selection on the Xbox is insane, Devil May Cry Devil May Cry 5 is a game on Game Pass like, Jesus oh, wow. Christ, I already knew that their first party stuff would be on there, you know your Halo, Master Chief Collection, your Gears games, Forza's you know, their first party offerings and right. I was like, oh, you know, they'll they'll give away indies as well, but no they're, they're full-fledged games F- Jesus Christ, let me see what I can find that that's how I played Carry On, how I was talking about it on, on the newest friend of Nintendo. But mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. It's probably the mm-hmm. best deal that ever. F- <laughs> probably not the best <laughs> deal ever. But when it's up I, it's probably I carry the, the could have that title. It's probably the best thing that I subscribe to. And it's like Spot. I pay fifteen bucks a month for Spotify for my my family. Uh, as much as I Aww. love, you know, music and podcasts, this blows it out of the water for sure. Right? Um, you know, YouTube Premium, whatever, uh, a Netflix subscription here, a whole subscription there, but I think the I think Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate just might be the best bang for your buck anything in the entire world. I mean that. So 100%. you feel
2: like. They so don't even have to buy any more games only only
0: if you are a gamer there there is that stipulation <laughs> because because there's not a lot more that you get uh i did get uh apparently with uh game pass or i think maybe just gold you get like six months free of of uh spotify but I'm already paying for that oh. so it's not like i can even use it
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so you do get perks with uh game pass ultimate but man if you're a gamer i and you're, if you're a PC gamer and an Xbox gamer, this is the best. I don't see why anybody wouldn't uh, wouldn't go ahead and do this. And Sony does have their version of it, kind of with PlayStation Now. And I feel like it was almost the catalyst for Xbox Game Pass, because PlayStation Now it's it's also fifteen dollars a month, or I think they might have reduced the price to ten, but it's cloud gaming in the same way that Stadia yeah. is. But mm-hmm. if Sony were to just allow you to download every game on PlayStation Now for ten bucks, they would have a killer rival on their hands. I, I feel like, but yeah, I think that I think, that, I think just that's stuck in
1: their ways. I think that's what Microsoft did so smartly about this is like they fully embraced every facet of the streaming service model that Spotify, Netflix, all those things you mentioned in other mediums use, which is supporting streaming and supporting offline access and it doesn't sound like it'd be a big thing but it makes all the difference like in gaming especially where latency matters right like being able to download the game turns what's an interesting idea into like a based on what you're saying like a must-have practically so it's just interesting that like um, either because data was trying it too and you know and there's like on cloud back in the day and all those it's interesting how everyone was like had different pieces of the puzzle but microsoft's the one that like put it together correctly it seems like you know what I mean
0: yeah absolutely Like I'm looking at some of the games and some of them range from like Alan Wake you know it's an Xbox 360 title but it's still a good one Batman Arkham Knight like Jesus Christ and yeah some of these are older but that still doesn't change the fact that I can play Devil May Cry 5 for (laughs) essentially what was what translated to $5 a month they have Dragon Quest XI on here. Jesus Christ, I'm like I'm like going through That's a lot through of on really high-profile games. Yeah, like it's insane. There, there. Don't get me wrong. There's there's indies. I'm looking at Hollow Knight, uh, Indivisible. Ooh, I might actually just give that a try, because I like Skullgirls and I like those developers. All the Kingdom Hearts games are on here. Jesus Christ, this <laughs> is blowing my mind. It it listener super listener, do not touch Kingdom Hearts. Do, do not do it. <laughs> Monster Hunter World is on here. My God, the PC game side isn't that isn't as great, but hey, I mean, you can play Fallout seventy six if you want, I guess.
1: But, we should. Man, um, yeah. I'm I'm saying this legitimately. What if we just cancel the rest of our topics for Quarantine Chronicles and you just keep reacting to what you're finding on Game Pass <laughs> in real time for two hours? That would be spectacular. <laughs> Don't get me wrong.
0: there's some stinkers on here. Stranger Things
1: three, the game. Come on. <laughs> that one's actually, honestly, that's not that horrible. I tried it at PAX East. It's it's kind of like a throwback uh, Super Nintendo, yeah. like uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors sort of vibe thing. It's not bad for what it is. Right.
0: And like I can try Wolfenstein Youngblood on PC, like how it was meant to be played, not on Switch. Uh, thank you, Bethesda, <laughs> for the code. Uh, but uh, now, yeah, it's, it's an incredible deal. And I feel like it's been re- reiterated. Jesus. Reiterated? Yeah. Uh plenty of times by the, the gaming media and people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's it, like it, it, it never it never exactly hit me just how well the service is. Just how great it is. Until I saw all the games that you can play on your Xbox if you wanted to.
1: It does make me wonder, like, what it means for the future of like the value of games and preservation of games. This is stuff we've talked about around Nintendo back when these services were first starting, and when there was rumors of Game Pass maybe making its way to Switch, which Microsoft is now saying they're not bringing it to non to other consoles, while originally they were kind of considering it. Um, but it, it is kind of. Like, where where are the developers getting this money? Like, how are they staying afloat? I mean, I know Microsoft's paying out a fee, but, like, what determines how much they make, ultimately? Is it could be, like, playtime? Like, how many people are engaged with it? Because then, like, things are going to homogenize if they do that. So I can't imagine them doing that. That's what well, Apple Arcade does. Well, it's but... weird
0: because Microsoft, I think Phil Spencer has gone out and said that they don't make a whole lot of profit off Game
1: Pass. Right. So... It's more memory. about just getting people in the ecosystem, yeah, right. But I'm... but even then, like let's say let's say everyone starts using Game Pass and a game like Dragon Quest Eleven, which you know is a big money maker for Square Enix. And in... okay, that's a bad example because a big money maker in Japan. less so here. here, uh, Kingdom Hearts, big money maker worldwide for Square Enix. Like if a Ugh. third of their audience is now just getting it through Microsoft's like, subsidi- uh, like subsidies, essentially, like is Square Enix losing out on money at some point? like it's an interesting question because apparently um i saw an MPD a while ago that games that are on game pass also have pretty big debuts in normal sales so like i'm not quite sure what that relationship is in between like people that have game pass and people that are buying it anyway or if there's a crossover people like it enough that they then go buy it but as it continues to grow I'm just kind of i'm just thinking out loud here like what is that going to turn into like what is gaming go look like when it is subscription services and what's that mean for like if some game just gets removed from a service the same way that like you know, a, a song can disappear off Spotify or whatever, or a show can be rotated out from Netflix or Disney Plus or HBO Max or Peacock, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or jump between services. Like, what's that ultimately mean for gaming and, like, having a game versus having temporary access to a game? So it, it opens a whole can of worms is what I'm saying. An yeah. interesting can of worms, but a whole can of worms. Yeah. Uh, a I, whole I feel can? A whole can. Damn. Multiple cans, even. Uh, I feel like Halo
0: Infinite is going to be the ultimate limit Use the uh, lit
1: litmus test. The yeah,
0: <laughs> the uh, litmus test for this, especially considering you could get Game Pass on Xbox, or assuming that 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 Game Pass is still on beta when when the uh, Infinite comes out. Well, that was gonna dollars. be really int-
1: That's gonna be really interesting because you can Infinite... get an entire
0: Halo game, a huge, uh, full sixty dollar Halo game for five dollars.
1: But on the flip side, it seems like they have a monetization strategy in place for that, which is multiplayer in Halo Infinite is confirmed to be free to play, regardless.
0: We still don't know what the multiplayer is. That's what I was gonna say. Like
1: regardless like regardless of how you access it, they're saying it's gonna be free on every platform that Halo Infinite's on, which makes you wonder are they gonna be monetizing that? Is it could be like, yeah, you get it for five bucks in Game Pass, but if you wanna like really do Halo, like in the free to play world and you gotta buy the season pass, get access to all the latest thing. You know, like there's ways I could it, it's it's actually very parallel, weirdly, to like what just happened with Disney Plus, where um you know, Disney's like, Oh, it's six bucks for Disney Plus or seven bucks, but then if you want Mulan, that's thirty bucks. Which, okay, I guess it's like pay per view sort of I don't- but I like, I don't see what the big hubbub is around that. Uh, and yeah, I don't necessarily think it's problematic. Cause, like, if well, you're, I, I'm,
0: I'm done. I'm pretty much done talking about uh, Xbox
1: Game Pass. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? If you want, sure. Yeah, I've just, the way Parallel is trying to draw there is like... I guess. Um, like, I don't think... So for those of you who don't know, just, I guess we should just really quick. If you've somehow been living under a rock, it blew up everywhere, but Disney's saying Mulan's no longer coming... It
2: <laughs> blew up. How unfortunately timely.
1: Is it unfortunately timely? Am I mis-
2: your, your truth of words blew up. What?
1: Oh, well, you know, I didn't oh. make the association. You made, you made it weird. Uh, did <laughs> uh, just, just, <laughs> just move on? <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, yeah, but the, uh, well, I totally lost my train of thought. Thanks, Angel. Uh, yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, it, it caught on really quickly because everyone's like, oh, you pay 10 bucks for Disney Plus. You're supposed to get access to everything a la carte, but now they're building a pay-per-view system on top of it. To access Mulan, which was originally going to be a theatrical release worldwide. It will still be internationally, but because the US can't get its act together with coronavirus, they're doing it through Disney Plus instead. And they're charging 30 bucks. You, uh, get access to it. You pay the 30 bucks, you can watch it, and then you get, keep being able to watch it as long as your subscription stays active with Disney Plus. And 30 bucks, in my opinion, for like, a movie isn't bad. Cause, you know, if you go, if two, if you and one other person go see a movie, it's more than 30 bucks for two tickets and popcorn and whatnot. It's like 50 after all said and done. I mean,
2: if anything, they're losing out of a full Yeah, exactly.
1: So I don't quite understand the complaints about people saying, oh, that's such a ripoff. But I do get, and I think to tie it in with Xbox again, Well, I think it's potentially a risk with how Game Pass develops, and I won't be surprised if that's the monetization scheme down the road, I do get the concern of like, well, if you told me I pay this amount of money and I get everything, and then you're like, psych, actually you need to pay more for this one thing, that's not the best feeling as the consumer. Like they kind of faked you out a little. Like but, it's not horrible, but, I feel like but people,
0: people have to understand that this uh, this is like a special situation.
1: Well, for now, it's they're saying it's a one off for Mulan, but you don't just build an entire pay per view platform on top of your streaming platform for one time use. Like this is most like unless it bombs, they're going to do this with all their stuff. And likewise, you know, if let's go back to Halo again, let's say they do free play multiplayer and they there's do, there's no way pass that they do there. this
0: with, with Black Widow. No way.
1: I don't know. I don't Absolutely. think no, I don't they I don't might think do it for like
0: the New Mutants but which that's, that's, that's Well, you know what's weird? weird. New, New Mutants is still to coming. I mean,
1: to... it's a prequel. I don't care about New prequel. Mutants is still coming to theaters a week before Mulan's original release date. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, I think they or not original, but newest a, release date.
0: I think there was something in the in the uh, in the clause that that uh everything that Fox was working on Disney has to release theatrical. So, um, New Mutants unfortunately is I hope it releases <laughs> what I in, feel like this bad
1: moment. for that movie's crew it's been delayed no, so many times no I like I mean at I'm not this, talking about this the point, it's just like a running joke no I know but that's why I feel bad about. I was like never mind like maybe the movie isn't good that seems to be the takeaway and they had to do reshoots and say what you were about the cast but I feel bad for the crew that like made that thing like the actual crew behind everything the set designer the light like all the cameraman all that like they have this project maybe it was like their first big like ooh like a marvel movie project and then it's just been True. like literally in development hell for like 3 4 years yeah. and they keep being like no i telling you i have this movie i swear mom and dad i was involved in a marvel movie i, I it's real it really is i just can't show you ever cuz it keeps getting delayed <laughs> right but yeah um Yeah, I don't know, Black, you might be white, but right, Black Widow might be a tenant source situation where they need it to be a big popcorn flick type of thing to recoup the cost. Um, or the creators may be that passionate about it, but I do think it's an interesting precedent it could set if it works across all formats, really. Because like at that point, what's to stop you know Spotify's really iterating on podcasts right now, and I don't think they're gonna start charging for podcasts. But what's to stop Spotify or someone from being like, hey, you have access to this music, but do you want our new digital form of a deluxe album? Well, that's gonna be a premium per deluxe thing you get or whatever, whatever that means. I don't know. Maybe it's like a buck more, and you get like some cool interactive thing. But like this idea that like suddenly this the a la carte services may be. a baseline that you then pay on top of, basically the cable model with pay per view. That that well, I think is you, interesting. I think you
0: just nailed the the. I think you just nailed it on the head. It's it's a premium. Yeah, it's going to cost more, right? Like, well, what is it that people just aren't understanding about that?
1: I I think it. I think it's just the. I wouldn't say fake out, but the I guess fake out of like I don't, you because
0: I don't think it's the fear. I'm not seeing a lot of people saying like, oh man, they're doing this with Mulan. Imagine what they're going to do with 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 something else. People are saying like, no, I don't want I don't want to do this at all.
1: Right. Just like Right. Well which is essentially like if Mulan works, they don't want it to continue. If they don't want to do I, it at I, all, I that, that would like, include future iterations. I feel of like other... people
0: are just complaining that it's thirty dollars, honestly. Not that this might be a slippery slope. I think it's just like literally now in the moment it's like what? We're already we paying seven dollars a month for this seven dollars <laughs> yeah. isn't anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, Disney, in terms Disney of recouping costs. It cost. should
0: cost like, if we're being honest, it should be, it should cost as much as Netflix.
1: Yeah, it opinion. should. It, Disney is, and, and you know, Disney did that low price to get the insane, they hit their, I think, three year subscriber goal in six months or something. Yeah, It's crazy. Like they're at like 60 million or 50 million or some insane number. And you know that they're going to slowly creep up that price. Like, the same way Netflix did like it's going to be 12 13 bucks in a year or two I'm sure unless mayb- maybe unless Netflix maybe like they do old. this premium thing instead maybe that's their strategy so who knows know. but yeah I just I just thought like when one it's funny that like Gaming used to be you pay the flat rate for like access to online like Xbox Live, but then every game you pay on top and that was like considered fine. And then gaming's like, what if we just gave you everything at once? Meanwhile, movies, which were all everything at once are now like, well, what if we make you pay on top of the flat rate? It is kind of funny how they like switch places. But, um, yeah, every time I hear Game Pass, I just think about Halo's free multiplayer and what does that mean? What is the Trojan horse in there? There's no way Microsoft is going to forever not make money on Halo.
2: What you don't think a corporation would just be nice, just for the sake of being nice?
1: Believe it or not, I do not. (laughs) But uh, has there
0: ever been? I feel like Microsoft is being very, very consumer friendly.
1: There's something brewing. There's something brewing. (laughs) They need to. They need to make money. You know, they got to pay off that forced TikTok purchase at some point. So they got to make that recoup that cost. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I was going to say about the Mulan thing, which is kind all of the right, tie-in. No
0: worries. Yeah. No worries. Uh, Angel. Yo. Explain to me what's happened is. Slating you what's happened is? <laughs> explain what? to him it's, what happened is. Explain Teppin to me is. what happened is. Oh. Oh, man. You're uh, the one that put him in the it. docket.
2: No, 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 I know. I'm, I'm just hurting because, like, Teppan was supposed to be the chosen one. Like. Yes. How how could it not have been? Like everything was going in its favor. Like we've already established. Yeah. Like we've already so for those that don't know, like I'm gonna be talking about Teppen, which is a card game, a digital card game Your by favorites. Capcom. Ooh, another which, favorite of yours. Which which is literally and the game is basically what Hearthstone is doing, but for all Capcom
1: properties parts of World of Warcraft. Exactly. It's like Capcom Smash Bros. in cards.
2: Yeah, so you could pick a class, which are split into like six different classes, and you pick a different hero, and each hero has their own ability. So it's even taking it a few steps further than Hearthstone in some aspects. So you could play as Wesker, you could play as the Rathalos from Monster Hunter, as Ryu from Street Fighter, Dante from Devil May Cry. Like There's like Mega Man. There's a bunch of different characters, and they'll have a really cool, gritty art style that's still in line with the characters that everyone just kind of fits. It's like they, they did what Smash Brothers does, where they all feel like they belong in the same universe, but they still retain their, their I guess, personalities. To, to be X-Men honest, time. I know
1: it's just circumstance, but pairing Mega Man with the word gritty right after just gives me bad uh, Barman Act Zero flashbacks. Remember that game? <laughs> oh, well, it was Mega Man X specifically. Oh, well, that, that's a little better. More okay. yeah. I'm just picturing yeah. like Rush to Dog, but gritty, which doesn't and, work. And yeah,
2: so you can imagine, like when I first heard about this game, like this was actually this game actually came out a year ago. We first played it at E three last year mm-hmm. and Comic Con, and it just happened to be the end of the year anniversary because the app just was, was just pinging me, and so I checked it out again, and I was like, all right, let's see what went wrong. Like, why haven't I replaced this with Hurst? I, mean, I have not replaced Hearthstone with this because it's perfect. Like characters I really care about. A, a digital card game format like Whistler There Not a Love," and I'll get into that. So, uh, right, right off the bat, like it, it's just designed like it's in, it's interface is kind of like probably my biggest sticking point. Like Hearthstone, which coinc- coincidentally I guess also just had a new expansion release, School of Mance Academy, which added new mechanics to the game, new cards, and all that kind of stuff. So I've been. Actually, so I was playing both of them this week, and just trying to trying to fall in love with Teppen, and it just not happening. So, yeah, with Teppen, the interface is very much a free to play game interface, which I don't know why. Like, I think for me specifically, like it just really turns me off of a game whenever it's just like filled to the brim with like billboard ads, like it just has like a billboard at all times saying like, Oh, go buy this pack." Or as soon as you go anywhere, there's like, buy this other thing, buy these other, Oh, here's like a free packet of crystals or whatever their monetary thing is. Mm-hmm. Like Hearthstone never does any of that. Like at most that they'll do is that when a new expansion comes out, they'll give you some free stuff that just like, it comes out like a pop-up as soon as you open up the app. They'll just say like, Oh, here are some free cards. And then like a wooden banner that's like custom made, will just say, like, oh, Skollamance Academy is here, and that's it. There isn't anything that ever tells you, come to the shop, come to this, come to that. Like, you just do that on your own. But this game and other free-to-play games that I've played just do that all the time. And it's, I don't know, it feels kind of insulting, but just, like, how in-your-face it is all the time just makes everything feel like, it makes it feel like even if I were paying, actively paying for this game, I still wouldn't have the full experience just because... The banners are just so intrusive anywhere you go.
1: In in a weird way, it almost speaks, I think, to the confidence the developers have in their gameplay. Or maybe not the developers. They might be confident. The confidence the publisher has in the gameplay. Because like Hearthstone, no, in general. Because like with Hearthstone, they know the gameplay is good enough that people will go to the shop. In a game where they have to be that aggressive with the market, it's kind of like, do they not trust their own gameplay mechanics enough to know it'll hook people? Are they yeah. concerned that, like, it's not good? Like, it reminds me of what Ken was saying about Elder Scrolls Blades on uh, the normal brand Nintendo a couple episodes ago, where it's just, like, in your face, in your face, in your face. It's kind of like, dude, is someone on the business side aware that this, like, it doesn't have the stickiness it needs to? So they're, like, trying to compensate for gameplay issue, well, not issues, but, like, lacking, quote-unquote gameplay.
2: Yeah, and, and it's and it's unfortunate because it just makes it feel unappealing. Like, if I were to give someone that's never played Hearthstone or Tepin like, the game and just be like, oh, just mess around in the menus, I guarantee you that they would figure out where their where their card collection is, how to make a deck and enter a game much faster than it would be to do that in Tepin. Just because everything is... I mean, honestly, like, I would... Blizzard... I mean, I can't really speak too much about their other games because I've only really played Hearthstone and just watch Overwatch. Um, but I feel like the way they designed the UI and the game in general, I guess to me, like, reminds me a lot about how Nintendo designs a lot of their games or a lot of their interface. It's just very simple, extremely user-friendly. And it almost makes the game feel sometimes too easy or, like, kind of kiddie in a way. I don't know if that's like, like the right word to say, but... It's just very, very easy to get around, mm. and Tepin is definitely not like that. Like everything is just like a lot of, just a lot of text everywhere. There's like a lot of tiny little icons all over the place that you kind of have to hover over, and also just like quality of life things. Like in Hearthstone, whenever you're, um, for one thing, like if I'm playing a game and you have all the cards in front of you, I, if I tap a card. Like the card just like enlarges a little so I could see it as I'm tapping it and then as soon as I like go it will shrink back down. So you know it's it's incredibly it's incredibly um what's the word I'm looking for um user friendly? The uh, not user friendly um intuitive. The word people intuitive yeah there you go I don't know why I was banging on that word everything is very intuitive it kind of just works the way you would expect it to mm-hmm. like when I'm like looking at my gallery of cards to build a new deck I just tap and hold on a card. And it would just, like, zoom in, quickly scroll through them. I could even slide my finger across and it'll, like, enlarge them. But in Tepin, um, the cards, like, you only see the portrait. You don't see the text. Because in Hearthstone, you see the text at all times. Like, like, the whole card is a picture and text. When you play the card and it enters the battlefield, the text disappears and you just get, like, a an oval portrait of the monster just representing it. You don't see the text anymore unless you tap it. In Tepin, when you're playing like a game you don't see the text anywhere whatsoever (laughs) at all. Like only like, so you have to pretty much remember what everything does. And, and I tell you like for as many years as I've been playing Hearthstone, I still like to reread my effects or tap on what my opponent is doing because even yeah most of the time you don't know what cards your opponent has or see those cards as often. You usually just really know your cards. And, not being able to see what they do. Like, if, I mean, as soon as they play something, it will usually tell you what it does very briefly. But it seems to make way more sense just to give you the option to tap it at any time and just see what it does. And what makes it worse is that when you're in the gallery on tap in, looking through your deck to see how you can make a new deck, um, when you tap on a card, it'll literally take you to another window or page with, like, the card zoomed in and the text on the side. So then when you want to go to the next card, you have to tap back to go back to the gallery, which it sounds like a minor nitpick, but when you're looking at hundreds of cards back to back, it gets really annoying to have to tap on one, go back, tap, back, tap, back, instead of just tap and hold, you know, just lighting your finger across naturally. It's like little things like that that just kind of add up. But Mm -hmm. as far as the game itself, though, I really love that, they were trying something very different. Like most card games, you know, you take your turn, you hit done, and then your opponent takes their turn. It's a, it's very much a back and forth. Tepin, their goal was to make an active card game where you don't have to wait for your opponent to make a move, which is really cool. Because, you know, like one thing about Hearthstone or any card game in general is that sometimes, especially in when you're playing games that are online, you have some people that... You know, they could be doing something else, so they might not even be paying attention, and then you have to wait on them. And then it'll give you like a countdown timer when their turn is about to end, but most people will actually wait until that timer and then do their turn, which gets really annoying. But in -in, there essentially you have a meter that is constantly recharging, and it's kind of slow. It's like, let's say... Every two seconds that go by, you get one pip of meter. And you could use those pips of meter to spend on your card. So if I have a card that costs three, then you have to wait for the meter to reach three. And then when I play the three-cost card, my meter will subtract by the cost of that card. And and as soon as you play it, the meter will start filling in again. So in a way, that you, there is some waiting, but you're never really waiting mm-hmm. on your opponent. And the nice thing is that you could play your card on any one of three, I guess, slots. And then your card will automatically start attacking your opponent, and that will be represented by a bar that stretches across the screen. And when it reaches your opponent's side of the screen, they get the damage dealt. They, in turn, could play a monster to defend that row that your monster is in, and then their monster will take a hit. And that just kind of goes back and forth until somebody dies and throw in special abilities for each character. And it's pretty cool. Like, it's, it's a really cool game. The only problem is that for all the different archetypes that there are, um, because of the type of game that it is, it definitely doesn't favor trying to go for crazy fun strategies. It You pretty much just want to play very low cost cards and just buff them up slowly over time and then you win. Just because you get to play them right away, attack immediately, and the games just got boring really and fast. And there's
1: why the billboards are all over the place. There had to be a reason. There it is. They didn't have a gameplay so, that's a, that's sticky enough.
2: So, so, like, the gameplay hook could have been fun, but because of the way... Because of the type of gimmick that it is... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it'd be like if... I guess it's kind of like Melee. It's like, do you really want to see everyone just use Fox? I'm kind of exaggerating because Melly is a little more diverse. Just a little. But... It's not. No game is fun if you're just fighting the same character over and over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. and it's not fun to lose to that strategy. And I personally don't find playing that way fun, because there's no diversity. You're just literally doing the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. again. I like playing decks that force me to adapt to situations and do other things that I may not have thought of, or find you know you know just finding creative solutions to complex problems. And these are literally just like you win immediately, or you make the game last a long time and you eventually lose because you run out of steam. Because you're kind of going... Yeah, you're blowing your your resources really fast. But uh, yeah, so Teppan, like, I gave it another shot. I feel like they just have to rework their UI and that will do numbers for them. But for now, yeah, Hearthstone still has me and even with their new... With the new expansion, which introduces, like, dual class cards, which are cool. Just, like, the way... They're just really experimenting with their art. And I just love that them, more so than any other card game, are really, like, diving into the fact that it's digital. So you get a lot of crazy things where, like, you can... Hmm, I guess what's a good example? So you could, like, essentially duplicate one card... Like, you can make 20 copies of a single card and add them to your deck. You wouldn't be able to do that on a real-life card game. <laughs> or... <laughs> because hey, you're not going to go out and be like, all right, I'll be right back. Or here's my backpack of 20 copies of this one card. Because technically, you can make a copy of any card. Because right. I do use that strategy. And there's also, like, some other cards that pretty much cost you your entire turn to play. But there's literally one that says... um play 10 random spells which could literally do anything and cast them on 10 random targets so i mean those cards are fun sometimes <laughs> but other times like i'll be winning no i'll yeah i'll be winning or losing doesn't really matter and then someone will play that game and then it just comes down to all right it's just a dice world whether i win or not like sometimes they'll summon them a bunch of monsters and then i'll play another spell that will immediately wipe our entire field rendering the monsters to just summon them useless and sometimes they'll end up killing me sometimes they'll end up killing them like i've once played that card thinking like oh man i'm I'm ahead in the game it's gonna play 10 random spells it doesn't even matter what they are it's it, like i'm just gonna win and for whatever reason i just got hit with a string of draw five cards i already had a max hand so i had to destroy five of my cards then the next one was deal 10 damage and it dealt it to my face and i ended up killing myself so i was like well yeah that's her stone <laughs> So, there is some Mario Kartish aspect to it, but overall, though, like, even though there is an RNG element, in the long run, the skill will win out. Mm-hmm. So, while you may lose some matches kind of ridiculously sometimes, they usually end up being points where you're like, oh, man, that was crazy. Like, you don't really feel bad for losing in those instances, which is always fun. But in Tappan, unfortunately, like, nicely for them, they don't have any kind of RNG element. But because there's already a clear type of deck that's very dominant, like yeah, it just doesn't feel really good to win or lose, unfortunately. But yeah, that's the state of digital card games right now, and I guess artifact is in there somewhere, but I don't really know what that I was game about. Is
0: all I was about, about to say, now that you have a PC, when artifact relaunches, are you down to give it a try?
2: I'm down to give it a try just because it just it looks very different. Like the fact you have three boards going on at the same time. I mean, it it looks like they're trying to really replicate, um, Dota. Dota. Yeah. And I I saw this great video by, um, I don't know if you've heard him, heard of him. He's called Doug Doug on YouTube. He does a lot of videos where he'll explain something with cooking. So Mm -hmm. he'll be like, this is breath. Like this is on breath of the wild versus Red Dead redemption with cooking. And it's like, oh, Breath of the Wild like you go to a restaurant and the chef's like, oh, you yeah, know, just have fun in the kitchen. Um, and he doesn't even help you. So you might make some crappy food, but you might also make some good food, but you never really know what you're going to make. And then Red Dead Redemption is like, all right, here is the same kitchen, but everything is nicely labeled and you end up making these really bomb tacos. But then the tacos are so bomb That you don't want to make anything else. Pretty much showing. His example was that. You have many different ways to go and. Kill your opponents but. Because like guns are just so. Powerful that you don't want to do anything else. Except to shoot them so the game just becomes just. A shooter but. Yeah he also does he compares. Hearthstone with artifact and. I thought it was a great video. Does a lot of those like that but. Yeah definitely definitely give that one a try. I didn't realize. What do you mean by relaunching did it. Like oh, backtrack oh, or something? It bombed. It bombed. it bombed. it
0: bombed hard when it came out because the game they cost twenty dollars, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, unlike Hearthstone where you you know you get cards for free, you had to pay mm-hmm. for like booster packs. That was the only way to get new cards.
1: So they had a base price uh. and a per booster pack price. Yeah, Cause it, it what was, were they thinking? It was, thinking? Something, it was something like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you do have to pay for booster packs in Hearthstone, but you can also spend in-game money. Like, when the expansion came out, I literally had enough in-game money that I've acquired just from playing the game to Uh open 60 packs, which is more than... Which is, I guess, $55 worth of cards. Because you could spend 50 bucks to get 55 packs. Right. And, yeah, and and their in-game economy, you know, like, you could... Disintegrate a card for a quarter of its value, so you know GameStop proportions, mm-hmm. and then you could use <laughs> that, that no, dust that's still, to. That's much better than what
1: GameStop. That's people. like yeah, that's like quadruple GameStop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, then you use all that dust that you get from disintegrated cards to then create which any whichever card you want. So in theory, you can completely survive easily off of that market. But I know in Artifact, um, it's a free market. Like you can actually sell your card to the like to the
0: public oh, yeah. and uh-huh. buy
2: your card to the public, but then you're at the mercy of the prices of the public, which kind of sucks yep. sometimes. I would imagine. And
0: they took it back to the drawing board, <laughs> and apparently it's been closed beta for a while now. But uh huh? Yeah. So we'll see how that how that well, looks. upon the mean, they're trying. I'm, I'm sure Doug Doug will will make a video comparing <laughs> old old uh, artifact, no, artifact artifact. Yeah. When? oh
2: yeah like a restaurant like relaunching itself yeah pretty much <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i'm definitely curious then to check it out more so now when it relaunches i just can't believe that was what valve was working on i just remember seeing like oh valve's next game and then like the trailer comes out and it's like oh whoa it's gonna be like some fantasy thing and then it's like artifact and everybody yeah, card yeah. Game. And, and
0: everybody <laughs> cheered and then the <laughs> subtitle came out uh <laughs> A, a, dota, card game. a dota card game and, and got then real quiet seen him go oh <laughs> <laughs> like like a collective moan from the crowd
2: yeah well, it is interesting like how i mean i just always found it cool and i guess kind of i mean i don't want to say the word reassuring but like i remember playing a lot of yu Oh in middle school but i felt like the i guess intended age for the card game obviously skewed a little lower but I still knew a lot of people that played it. Then I still played it in high school and I think even college. And that's kind of... Well, college is like around, the time, around the time that I just stopped just because it just became too much. But even then, you never really saw like, the age group getting older and I was kind of thinking like, oh man, like it feels like way too late to play Magic the Gathering because that game definitely skews a lot older. But when I checked out Hearthstone, I thought it was going to be kind of the same problem with Yu-Gi-Oh! But I ended up being like, Pretty much, very rest assured that like, oh, when I went to, I guess they had fireside gatherings, pretty much places where you go meet up with other people that play Hearthstone when a new expansion releases. Right. And they re- and they're literally held at bars, and you're playing with, and if anything, like I was the youngest one there. Like there were people in their late 30s, early 40s. There was one guy that was probably in his 50s, but it's just very welcome to just like play a card game with like a very wide age range that. <laughs> For a very simplistic card game, I guess I like, I wouldn't expect it because I know my sister has seen the game. Um, she hates it because like me and my, my brother in law and I like talk about it all the time and she can't relate. <laughs> but she's seen how like simple it looks and when we were told her when we told her we were gonna go to one of these gatherings, um, one she was shocked that it was at a bar and then when she saw the group, she's like, Oh wow, I thought this was like a little kids' game and you guys are just gonna be around like it's like ten and twelve year olds and we're like, Oh no, this is like for adults and stuff and we're like, Oh wow. Well. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there, but I thought that was kind of nice that there is still a very thriving community for everybody. Right. Or There's always games for everybody. I was a Duel
0: Masters kid. Duel? Duel Masters? Yeah, you know dual Masters?
2: Uh, The name sounds familiar. I feel like I recognize the logo. Yeah. I uh, think uh, it has dragons. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, there you go. I was Pokemon the train card game, and I had the badges to prove it from the card game. Did never
0: understood how to play that game.
2: <laughs> I I immediately just never even bothered to try to learn Pokemon just because... I mean, I was very much like, Pokemon, like, the video game is the closest you could get to the Pokemon experience. So, it's like, the card game, I didn't even bother. I about. don't think you fully <laughs> Cause, cause, cause understand
1: was, my obsession with Pokemon when I was a kid.
2: Because I, I was like, trainers don't use cards. That's dumb. I, and then Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like, oh, they use cards in the TV show. That's why, like, I just immediately... It was just more immersive, I guess, for me. If... It's like, I didn't like the idea of having to use multiples of the same Pokemon.
1: It was like, if the Pokemon yeah. logo like, the was get the on rules. it, I would buy it and be all about it. I have multiple, like just, not much has
2: changed to normal. This is true. But no,
1: I, I, uh, have multiple just duffel bags full of random Pokemon merch, books, toys, things, this, that, and the next thing. And I have like 3,000 Pokemon cards. I did the Pokemon train card game. It helped out like my, my childhood best friend, um, he was super into it too, so we were like like we were together going through the the pokemon like craziness, but no, it was like. Like, I joking, like, oh, I was a Pokeholic as a kid. But, like, literally, like, it was, like, a, a problem, probably. Like, so <laughs> much money down the tubes.
2: So, it's like that thing where, like, oh, I'm a Pokeholic. And everyone, like, started laughing. And then you slowly, like, turn away.
1: Exactly. You slowly, like, <laughs> exactly. <And you're> like, <laughs> I just want them to reach <laughs> out to me. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, yeah, I, I actually really like the Pokemon train card game. I mean, it's definitely the I... simplest of the bunch from what I've gathered. No. It's not? It's definitely not. It feels like it is. No, it felt easy. It's... It felt simple. It... Like, magic felt weird to me at the time. I mean, I mean maybe...
2: I mean maybe back then, but like I tried getting into Pokemon, the trading card game, because they have a digital version of the app. Mm-hmm. And even though it's official, for whatever reason, they decided to use characters that straight up look like characters that would be in a knockoff version of this game. <laughs> they look like fake <laughs> they look like fake anime characters. That's odd. It's like it's like you're using the official Pokemon license, why not have characters that look like they belong in a Pokemon universe? They don't have to be actual characters. Right, right. But nope. They have to they look like user created anime avatars or something like that well
1: I think it's gotten more but, complicated but yeah time. that game
2: is yeah that game is I would say it's pretty complex I would say Hearthstone is definitely the easiest cardigan to learn
1: right now Pokemon is definitely more complex Pokemon in 1999 through 2002 was super because like it boiled yeah. down to you put Pokemon down to attack. You had energy that powered you, you, the you attacks, and you had items that augmented what you were doing, and that was it. Now they have like EX cards, and they're introducing Mega Evolutions, oh, and yeah. they have like dual al- duality things, like two Pokemon. Like now is complicated, but like when I played it, no, it was yeah, super and
2: and, and most games, and it makes sense for a game that's been out that long. Yeah, I mean just like because of power creep, cards that were once good back in the day and released on a standard like booster pack are now considered trash because a standard card nowadays is probably, like, an OP version. You know, like, like people will tout about, like, our generation might be like, oh, man, Charizard is such a good card. But the people that play the game were like, oh, actually, that card was kind of garbage. That was trash. Even it's in, all about the Entei, yeah, Dual like, X, Dual yeah, like even in the meta, yeah. it's like, but... Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that game is definitely tough. And I know, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! nowadays, you need a doctorate to play it. <laughs> oh, but, my um... God. The <laughs>
0: new Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Holy crap. Like,
2: I, I, I've i still been, surprisingly, like, I watched this YouTube channel that just, like, does a bunch of top 10s on Yu-Gi-Oh! I just love their editing and pacing. So I still kind of, like, know what's going on in Yu-Gi-Oh! But even though I I see that, it just makes me go, like, yeah, I'm definitely not touching that game with a 10-foot pole. But I love hearing about, like, oh, now there's... uh. Pendulum, like pendulum cards. Yep. I and saw then there's the card. Link. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> I was like...
2: It's like both... Uh, so much text on it. And then there's like Link monsters now. They're like blue and have arrows pointing at them. And they, it's like something to do with where you space them. And then there's also like XE monsters where you stack them on top of each other. And yeah, it, it's... UBO kinda, is but, the
0: Kingdom Hearts uh, of card games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it.
2: How is duel masters though like i'm i don't think I've, i just know it exists that's like literally as far as oh I know it about existed it. i don't think it exists anymore <laughs> <clears throat>
1: La- if Last bakugan can come remember. back so can duel masters that's all i'm saying oh uh, yeah maybe <laughs> i would be surprised
2: i'm not like hey, isn't that yugi's title but yeah yeah like like what kind of card game was it was it just
0: like month you still have the card somewhere no it was oh man hey, i have I'm gonna be was honest, even, even, even I don't remember how it played. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wasn't aware how it, I didn't know how it played when I was playing it. Yeah, it was a physical card game. It had an, ad, huh. it had an anime on uh, Cartoon Network.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah. You should, check, check it out. See, you see, see if it tickles your fancy and then we'll, we'll play it on like tabletop secret <laughs> later. I'm sure somebody's poured it, <laughs> pour it into there. For the a five people that are
1: interested in it, someone poured it. <laughs>
0: yeah keep it alive keep it alive yeah of course um well
2: that's funny did you mention an anime since Yu-Gi-Oh was also uh, i wonder if that i don't don't know which one i wonder which one came first if but i would imagine Yugi came first and then Duel masters came after because it seems like an obvious uh, obvious an obvious thing to call something if you want to cash in on Yugi's popularity yeah
0: true um i guess that that brings Mm -hmm. us to to uh, the next topic that I uh, I want to talk about. Originally, I want to talk about uh, Demon Slayer, the anime, but ah. uh, I, I have not caught up to... Uh, I, I've seen the first three episodes, let me be honest. Uh, <laughs> but the, the thing about Demon Slayer that I do love in those three episodes is the opening. And I've, I don't think I... I think the only person that knows how much I love anime openings is your brother Angel. Like I will just link him to different uh, anime openings. So, it Why got don't me- you link me to some. Well, I don't I don't think I've done it recently. But <laughs> but I'm pretty sure like all my favorite anime openings uh you've probably seen. But that also just got me thinking about just regular TV intros. And I wanted to know a couple of your favorite. Originally it was just going to be anime intros. But
1: Jason barely watches anime. Hey, I can so. easily answer Pokemon as a favorite anime intro. Cause again, Pokeholic over here. I own the cassette. Okay. I had the CD. <laughs> funny cause I that's was like obsessed the, with the entire an anime, but I feel like I don't really count yeah, that. Yeah, cause one you guys are movie. Pokemonist. I get it. You're, 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 you are, you have prejudices against Pokemon. But no, Do it, it really uh. Like Pokemon? I, know, I know, but <laughs> the, um, no, like if, if we're talking anime intros, like I have. I'm still buy Pokemon. So. By like I was my first like one of my most listened to cassettes as a kid, and then CD with Pokemon World was the Pokemon ones, and like specifically Orange Islands had a very good intro. The Orange Islands set of episodes, uh, the we all live in the Pokemon the Pokemon World? World, Pokemon. yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, although they both that's... do that, but I just like the I... tropical aesthetic, and it was the first time they yeah. shook it up, so it felt different and exciting. Then they started doing it with every season. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess nothing's can stick anymore. But I mean.
2: Pokemon was definitely the first show where, like, I really I really look forward to seeing how the intro will, will change. Do you mean evolve? You
1: know, Do you mean evolve? How the Pokemon well, will yeah, evolve? I
2: guess, I, I guess you can't say that. Also, I wanted to squeeze this in earlier, but
1: I couldn't make it work uh, because the conversation didn't allow me. So you feel tepid about Teppin. Anyway, continue on. Wordplay, yay. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like, you're saying, like, like oh man, I hope they still have a good theme song in the next season. Like that was always like something I was concerned with. Usually, they do. Actually, I don't want to. Usually, sometimes they do. I uh,
1: not so much. I have discovered that Pokemon to be a master. and That's the number two. A period. A capital B. A period. A capital A. A period. Master. Um, is on Spotify and Apple oh Music <laughs> in its entirety. So if you want to really go down memory lane and sing along to that song about going to Viridian City, it's there. If you want to cry to that that, you, that f- the one where Pikachu leaves, it's there. It's all there.
0: It's funny that you that you mentioned Pokemon because like now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever seen, aside from the first opening, the Japanese openings to Pokemon.
2: Oh damn, you're right. I haven't seen any of Yeah,
0: I, I haven't I seen it. I remember A. the first one because I think the first opening for Pokemon did the Pokey rap, like with mm. I think most of the Pokemon most of the first
1: 150 wait in the opening they usually end the episode with it no no no, no. in Japan oh wait the, the poker rap don't was the intro ha-
0: yeah if I remember I haven't, I haven't seen it in forever
1: you're blowing but my mind
0: I could have sworn that they did or like they named a bunch of Pokemon in the in the intro huh
1: hmm. I used to know most of the poker rap. I only know a small sliver now off the top of my head but I used to know like all of it <laughs> Did you know that jo- that Jodo had a Pokerap? It did and it was not as good.
0: It's no, like was terrible.
1: Was it the polka rap? What? No, it wasn't no, 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 it wasn't that. No, it was an actual like sequel poker rap. But it was like I mean that was an actual Yeah, thing. it was, I remember. Yeah. But that was kinda of like making fun of like a self meta sort of thing. But this was um an actual like follow up song with a different beat, they had the same concept. And it was it was like when a one hit wonder is like, oh, I'm gonna have that second hit, and you could just see him trying to emulate the first hit. And it just doesn't work, and then they're gone forever. It was kind of like that.
0: Uh, like, where I is just it... want to <laughs> do a quick shout out to the best rap, which is uh, a Brian, Brian David Gilbert's Pokérap from okay. Polygon. <laughs>
1: yeah, that one's That great. That, oh, that, 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 10, man,
0: that, that ten minute masterpiece.
1: It is it <laughs> is worth watching. Not just the masterpiece, but the panel where he like crafted it.
0: Oh yeah, that the panels. Yeah, from uh, I think it was from Pat. Yeah, gonna, I'm going to talk about. Uh, I, I think I'm going to talk about that series in a, in a future episode of uh, of Quarantine Chronicles. His, his Unraveled series on Polygon's YouTube channel is
1: amazing. His Waluigi but, uh, one is so yeah. good, but we'll we'll get yeah. to that sometime. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, anime back, intros. Right. I hijacked it with the non yeah. the most non-anime anime. What are some actual ones you guys like? So but in general, well, we could start with anime and then bring bring it broader.
0: True. You wanna go first?
2: Uh, I mean off the top of my head, I know you were probably gonna say one of these, but um, I have to shout out the mob cycle ones. Yeah. Damn, like both just the fact they have two I mean, it's only two seasons and I think they're like each thirteen episodes yeah. or twelve. So the fact they have two intros that were not only both really great, but they feel like sequels to each other, which is also really cool. Like damn that's just a really good intro yeah
0: the first the first intro i remember because i watched the entire series with your brother uh we would Mm -hmm. would just watch it on on crunchyroll you know my house his house um and i remember seeing the opening to the first season which i think the first season opening is just called 99 yeah And, and usually it's funny i'm not a fan of when so Jason, I don't know if you know this, but Japanese hmm. openings for like animes, they use real songs. They're oh. they're not they're not usually made for the for the show. Like yeah, they find what songs a, from like artists what a contrast yeah, they, they, from the actually, they they actually use um art like Japanese artists, like famous Japanese artists for their openings. Interesting.
1: So so when you guys find an an, an opening that resonates with you like is it because of the song, or is it because of the style of the animation that goes with the song? If it's a song, both. not oh, well, of, it's, oh okay. well,
0: well, it's both. But um, <clears throat> it, it's funny that I've my favorite, probably my favorite opening is the second season of of Mop Cycle One Hundred, which is ninety uh, yeah, nine point yeah ninety nine point nine. Is it ninety nine point nine or ninety nine point ninety nine? I think it's ninety nine point nine. It's ninety nine
2: point nine. Yeah,
0: ninety nine point nine. Uh, that song was that song is was specifically made. I'm pretty sure for Mop Psycho, mm. and mm-hmm. like one uh, One Punch Man's uh, first opening, where at the beginning they just scream "One Punch." I, I, I do not like that hero. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's it's funny because that's both those series are by the uh, same creator, but um, yeah that that sec, and I I remember specifically watching the first episode of season two with your brother. And him just laughing when like my mind was being blown by all the visuals in that second uh, Mop Psycho opening, especially <laughs> when the chorus kicks uh, in. I was like, "Whoa, dude!" I know
2: the what they do with animation. The second one's really cool. Like I just love how they do that. Um, I guess it's like slide in shadow movements. That it's like stuff that you only can only really replicate like in real life with actual paper. But the fact they bothered to do that. Oh, you're talking about like the black lines as they as they pass by. Yeah. when they're doing
0: the yeah, like- the, the dancing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that, or even um, I think this is something they do at the is it the first or second entry where it's like spinning around and then it starts flashing and then you see, then you see it move. It's like a giant spinning carousel with all the little figures. The, it's the, the that's character. the beginning of the
0: second of the second opening. Yeah.
2: Ah, so there you go. So it has two things that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that opening is just perfect, um, as far as anime goes. Uh, let me see what as what we what we entered with I think Dragon Slayer has a pretty pretty cool opening that the visuals are, are Demon nice. Slayer Demon Slayer Demon Slayer yeah uh, and as far as I know that's not in that song wasn't made for the anime so oh really as far as I can tell I don't think so definitely doesn't sound like oh. it was made for the
1: anime so if you had if you had to pick one really, or the, really do over like the other window. like is. Can a good visual save an anime with a bad musical intro? Or does the music save some poor visual in your mind? You know what I mean? The
2: the, the music has to be good in some extent. Like, it, it's kind of like what... Um, like, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but... Excellent animation can... Excellent animation can save some storytelling. Mm-hmm. But... Excellent storytelling can't save ex- can't save poor animation. Right. So if something is animated very terribly, like even if the story is great, you probably still can't get into it. But if something is animated amazingly well, then you could probably still like and in- get some enjoyment out of it. And that's not even to say like I don't know like some someone might point out like oh well, what about um some stuff on Adult Swim like Danger Mouse or like you know mm-hmm. like some shows that look ugly. Um, they're not necessarily, like, animated terribly because it's very intentional. Like, some of the things they do work for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's just more like when the animation just, like, literally just doesn't make sense. I feel like that's something you just have to see more than anything, but...
1: Well, that, that kind of makes, yeah. makes sense. That kind of makes sense because, like, I'm thinking, like, if, like beyond anime, like...
2: Like, like the like the music has to at least be adequate for it to be, for the animation to, like, still save it, but... Right, because I, I... yeah. I,
1: actually i guess i'm the opposite about that well maybe because it's like the intros for non-animation don't necessarily have a story like obviously there's all those like intros where it's like just clips from the episodes of that season or whatever like rick and morty does that um but like i'm thinking like you know like game of thrones has a very iconic intro song and yeah you could say the animation of the basically the pieces on the on the on the war games board moving around yeah. is pretty iconic, but like I never particularly like like I always saw it's kinda long and unnecessary and like it just kinda kept going and like why is why is the camera swooping inside what amounts to a chess piece? Like that doesn't really make sense. But then like true detective, I can't remember the music for oh. true detective off my top of my head, but I what? love the visual what?
0: true No, dude, True Detective I don't, I don't remember, remember the music anime? If we're talking about anime, Mob Psycho opening two. and we're talking about like uh, just live action, yeah, True Detective season one, probably hands down the best opening to any TV show.
1: Well, are we talking about the music or the visual? Because I was talk- both. both. Okay, because I don't remember the music together. very well, but the oh visual sticks with me right. so much stronger. That's my point. Is like, so, Angel, have you seen True Detective? No So the intro For True Detective season 1 I guess they do it for all of them But it's best in season 1 Because it was When it was the original idea Is they're basically silhouettes But in the silhouettes are scenes Like drawing Like not really drawing Like silo- They're like a silhouette Of a person And in the silhouette Is like A silhouetted scene Of something that happened Sometime that season Kind of And they keep doing this I don't know if it's kind of gonna like...
0: affect Anything with the episode But Here Angel
1: I'm sending it to you You gotta see it Where are you sent? Oh True Detective
0: yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's really cool. But like that one, like so like Game of Thrones. I can more quickly tell you, oh yeah, the music's like da 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 da, and all that, and I know exactly what happens. But True Detective to me is the better intro, even though I don't actually remember the music, <laughs> even well, though I know detective. they they marry well. But no,
2: well, well, that's because like in anime, like
1: the
2: they sync, they Cause sink the, to, yeah, because they're anime. all yeah, cause, yeah, because they're always because they're always lyrical. Okay, it's like very, right. it's very rare that it's not lyrical. That's why the lyrics, you know, that's why the music is it has to be important like for better or worse right like if you had if it was just like instrumentals and stuff like that then yeah I could see it not mattering as much
0: sometimes but, it works though Tank yeah. Cabo, Bebop oh Pro- yes yeah prob- yeah probably like, like the, the like the, there's some exceptions that, that work really well even though I think that, that mm-hmm. intro is kind of overrated to be honest you know what's my all time favorite intro it doesn't though? get good until the uh, saxophone solo Sa- wait wait what saxophone solo alright I guess I'm linking this to you <laughs>
1: yes you are yes please <laughs> the cowboy bebop that, yeah. um, that but you know really what my all time favorite intro is and I'm a little biased because I just love the show in general but it's actually not an intro it's like the anti intro Mr. Robot mm,
2: this this true detective intro is kind of interesting right isn't
1: it like visually very like captivating it's very it's very distinct yeah exactly I... it's like it's almost like watercolors playing out in front of you kind of I love the too. I... but yeah the... I think yeah Angel
2: no, I think only like literally only because um, I just like seeing, like the small miniatures. I think I like the Game of Thrones ones more, mm. just because I just like the animation. But I I can still see why this one could be considered better.
1: Yeah, especially if you watch the show, it's very yeah, much. Yeah. Um, very much. Did we just do a real time? Well, it was like real time like person reacts to like the, 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 the no, you know like the kid? We're
0: not we. It's usually needs a uh, a visual.
1: True, true. To, it's to like that one sense. going around right now with the two teens reacting to Phil Collins. I don't know if you've seen that's been trending. That one's day. great. Yeah, yeah, it's really that good. It's a great video. Yeah,
2: Ooh, Phil
1: Collins is something that what? There's two teens who are reacting to Phil <laughs> Collins, um, and just when like, he like, does, when the like electric drums come in, like three minutes in on the song, they're both like, "Whoa!" Like it's it's pretty funny.
0: No, it's specifically in the air tonight. Yeah, it's in the air the tonight. Uh, the yeah. drum solo kicks in.
1: <laughs> out it's, it's pretty know, great it's pretty funny. great and they're like yeah it's pretty great um but yeah what star says i get i think my all-time favorite intro actually isn't even an intro it's a lack of an intro mr robot like they yeah, the made mr. it robot a point
0: intros is, are pretty cool especially yeah, when they, like, they uh integrate the the logo into the what They only did that once, right? There was only one time, I think,
1: where they directly integrated into the scene. But what they always try and do every single episode is, like, they'll have a scene play out. Instead of the cold open cutting to the intro, the cold open literally, like, pans over to a spot where the logo can appear. So either, like, pan up to the sky or, like, pan into a blank area or like sometimes if it's a real dramatic scene it'll just overlay like really suspensefully on top. Like there's one i think where they even had like horror strings right when the logo flashed but it really they they go out of their way to make it feel like the logo drop is somehow part of the story itself which is kind of cool and there was one where they actually had it like on a physical thing in the episode um but yeah mm-hmm. i i always thought that was really cool in part because everyone else always does intros so having it you know, and some will do just, like, I think Handmaid's Tale just flashes the logo, but to, like, kind of do it in a way that doesn't interrupt the story is really, I thought, kind of cool and different.
0: No, yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. agree, especially with uh, with Mr. Robot. I can't really think of a show that does that.
1: Yeah, no one does it quite the same at way. All. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know... It's and-
2: yeah, funny because when you think back to, I mean, obviously it makes sense, but I guess, like, to Saturday morning cartoon era shows where everything has to be upbeat and just catchy as hell they're just like earworm yeah songs basically yeah. like i couldn't really tell you a lot about like the actual animation that's going in because most of the time it's just showing you clips from the show mm-hmm. but you know just like thinking off the top of my head like the ninja turtles theme song Ducktales, tales Spin, i guess a lot of disney stuff <laughs> thinking in the brain and then, like, but...
0: spider-man the x-men cartoons
2: oh yeah the batman oh the batman animated series one was I cool just because it remember didn't have that one vocal, i not remember that one at all it didn't have any vocals <laughs> it was just like it was just like horns and then an explosion and then batman stops to like bank robbers and it's just very dark and moody like it really sets the tone for that series really really well like that's one that i would definitely recommend someone like to, like i recommend someone should rewatch that one if they can at some point
1: and, like, honestly, like, what? the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, there's a whole, like, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Um, this one came, it, looking back on it, quite racist, but Hong Kong Phooey's intro was, like, that still is in my... Like, I know that tune by heart still, all these years later. Um <laughs> it like, in my heart. In my heart. In my racist heart, I guess. No, but uh, it is super, like, looking back on it, whew, that was racist. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hong Kong, whew, that was racist. But, um yeah, it was just like there were so there is to your point something about like those cartoons where it's like a whole different type, it's like there's genres of intros, like we, you know, it starts with anime and that's a genre of intro and then there's like the kind of moody, you know, like music, uh, like, uh, sets music but not lyrics, Game of Thrones, True Detective, another one I'm gonna throw in the mix, House of Cards. I always, re- it's really simple but I always really liked, uh, how they just did these really crisp, super HD, shots of washington dc on time lapse and then there's always this one part where like some brass comes in in the intro for like a second it's just like a dissonant chord but they do it right when a train zips by in the time lapse and i was like oh that's so cool how it syncs up but it's all like very vibrantly colored even though it's at night so there's like that genre and then there's saturday morning cartoons which i guess is what pokemon's intro actually kind of falls into more than anime but yeah so that's it is of interesting how there's then... like buckets
2: yeah because there's even like I guess kind of going back to anime intros. Like I never really watched Dragon Ball growing up, but like just the intro itself. Like oh, I guess Rock like the, Rock the Dragon was, or the other one. Uh, um, the other one because I didn't. Even, I didn't even know there was a Rock the Dragon one because since I randomly saw that show in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, like where they didn't bother remaking anything. Oh, chala. They still. <laughs> yeah, they still did chala hechala, just like a Spanish version. They're like, we're not gonna completely redo the intro we're just gonna translate it except that one part right and <laughs> yeah so like so, so that intro like always stuck with me and i've always like just liked it just because it just became nostalgic at some point and yeah i don't know i just think it's interesting how like sometimes even you could just love an intro for a show and and it almost makes me feel like whenever i hear that intro it's like i don't know it's like i just you know you just really enjoy listening to it That it kind of sometimes like want to seek it out in other Dragon Ball mediums. Like I feel like if if I ever have any interest in Dragon Ball, it's because the intro got me there, and not so much the other way around. And then when I heard the English one, I'm all like, oh, I mean that's cool, (laughs) but that's not not a. I mean, you know, it's very like rock and dragon, dragon fight the dragon. But oh yeah, rock and dragon. dragon. They also had another one that
0: another one that was pretty memorable, which was just an instrumental. Uh, but that was in the the original Funimation dub of of Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z. Dragon. Uh, I I did not like Dragon Ball Super at all. Um oh, really? Right. But the second Dragon Ball Super opening is one of the most hype things that I will ever see in my entire <laughs> life. Like I would I would drag myself out of bed to like oh man I can't believe I'm watching Dragon Ball Super and it's it's not good at all, but the the glimmer of hope was always the second opening of Dragon Ball Super, huh. where it's like for for those who don't know the basically the final arc of Dragon Ball Super is just a tournament, and uh, you know every every shonen anime pretty much has to have a tournament at some point.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, isn't that the arc of everything? Yeah, <laughs> like, but, but in, this was like a battle royale
0: tournament. It wasn't it wasn't like just one v ones. It was just a battle royale between like. Over like a hundred, a hundred different characters. So and universes too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the 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 hundred characters from different universes. Um, yeah, huh. but that intro was 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 hype as hell.
2: Uh, I mean, I know like Dragon Ball is the poster child for, like, oh man, I like, I'm getting my butt kicked. Oh, okay, but powered up to my new form. Mm-hmm. Now I'm beating up the other guy. Oh, now he's powered up to his new form. You know, like it just goes back and forth until someone runs out of forms. Yeah. And I remember like about a decade ago thinking just like, like oh, okay, I, th- I think that's the like, kind of where it stopped. But I don't know. I, I guess I- I'm always just kind of like, it always piques my interest and in just to see like, wait, there's still a new form. They're still getting stronger. Oh, yeah. Like I remember a couple of years ago, it was like, oh, now Goku could turn blue. And he's like God Goku. And then after that, he was Ultra Instinct and Silver. Is that the current highest one? Is there like something beyond that? Uh, yeah. That Ultra, now make Ultra a...
0: Instinct is, is, the highest level right now
2: which you know like there was a time where like super saiyan just super saiyan was the best and then there's super saiyan 2 and then 3 and then 4 where you lose your eyebrows well 4
0: 4 <laughs> isn't even canon anymore
2: oh. <laughs> well <laughs> i guess, guess like, like, it never was are, canon but and so i guess those are like trashed here like ultras now but yeah, it's crazy how like everyone like you know like oh now you have like planet destroying powers and then you're they're fighting against people that literally can just like and everything if they want to but the whole thing is that they're either too lazy to do it or they're like kind of innocent or just don't do that right but I don't know. yeah it's like i don't know it's like i feel like they're writing themselves into a corner if they haven't already but they're obviously creative enough to keep finding ways to avoid that well i know i feel like they're in the corner on, uh,
1: they just keep raising the ceiling on the corner <laughs> and then they just keep climbing up it's, that it's corner it's like
0: power creep in, in like anime form
1: yeah Cause
2: now, Cause now, they're literally. I mean, the tournament they just had wasn't it literally, like, all planet destroying god. Like they're literally fighting against the gods themselves that created everything.
0: Uh no, it it was it was just it, ten fighters from from each universe. Uh, but
2: is they one of the judges the god
0: themselves or something? Oh like, yeah, the, so they're the, the, little tw- yeah the the little twins yeah those are those are supposed <laughs> to be the creators of uh of the entire existence I guess. <laughs> But uh, man, that show's bad. But that second intro, pretty pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I got
1: else? you to watch
2: the rest of the thing. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: unfortunately, well, <laughs> what a
0: waste of time Dragon Ball Super was. Jesus Christ! But that thirty yeah, second intro at bad.
1: the start made it all worth it, huh? That what? <laughs> that like thirty second intro at the start of that. Waste oh of time. no,
0: that's the that's the best thing about anime openings. Yeah. They're a minute and thirty. seconds. oh, that's long. true. They are pretty long. Except Pokemon, Third. which
1: is more of a. Saturday yeah, more then you cartoon. get
2: the outro as well. Oh, and yeah, the best endings. part is that if you really like, and oh, we even the best part is like, oh, I know, like those are like their own thing too. And I mean, one thing that I really love about the fact that when you find an anime intro song that you really like, usually you can research, like, oh, that means there's like a full song available, like usually on Spotify mm-hmm. or like some other thing. So it's always cool when you get to hear the full three minute version. It's like, oh, it's still going.
0: Yeah, I've been so listening to the the anime openings for <laughs> like on repeat the the last week on Spotify whatever they have. Uh, the Bleach opening is also very good, even though that is a shonen in anime. One of the one of the big three. Mm. Yeah, but uh, that one's still going. No, so it got. I canceled feel like Bleach was definitely
2: like the weakest of the of the three, of the one that came out. Yeah, the one that came like, off from it there. Right?
0: Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach. Uh, yeah, Bleach got canceled in two thousand thirteen, I think. But hmm. next year it's its twentieth anniversary. And they're going to adapt the final arc of the manga, which they didn't do. Huh. Yeah, so I am excited about that. Hopefully, I I was also going to talk about, in, in talking about uh, Demon Slayer, I was going to talk about how I was like, oh, I should rewatch Bleach, because I remember loving that show. But uh, man, the animation is terrible. It's so bad. Especially when you compare really? it to... Yeah, especially when you compare Damn. it to, to something like Demon Slayer or or Mob Psycho uh yeah it's it's really bad even even the late episodes are 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 really really bad so that's Mm, why I'm not fortunate to hear yeah but I mean hopefully it's uh hopefully the uh the final arc is animated much much better I I can only hope but uh
2: well kind of on the opposite end of that (laughs) like I guess we're just talking about animated intros um I guess in tradition with talking about the last movie I saw on my movie nights, I finally got around to watching *The Patriot*. Starting. Does it have an? You animated... make it sound like does it have like an intro? It was or... on the, the list,
0: and you're like, "All right, I guess this is it. <laughs> I'm finally watching it." Yeah. And does Mel it Gibson
1: on... sing at the start? You're the tie it, it, into it, the intro. Was I'm on... like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it was on my
2: list. Like oh, on my, really? I have a list. Yeah, I have a list of movies i want to watch just because i haven't seen them, how did the or? patriot get it, on
1: that list like i don't recall it being that like iconic of a movie of its era am i wrong i know it's like a movie from that time no. but i remember it being like one yeah, of the must-see movies
0: yeah. like if there's a mel Gibson uh, movie that that <laughs> that wouldn't it be he is it'd be like braveheart Braveheart. yeah yeah have you seen braveheart so
2: much mm. And yet, the yeah, I feel like you should have seen looks. Braveheart instead of
0: the Patriot, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all
2: right, it's, it, it's, not, it's not so much that. Um, like that one had a lot of notoriety. It was sometimes it's just a lot of movies that, like this one, I know was playing when I was in the room, and this is a movie I've been wanting to get around to watching, mm. uh-huh. especially because um I knew um like my sister really liked it and know my dad really liked it, so I just kind of want to see like why they liked it in particular. Uh-huh. Not so much like why, well, I guess, not, not like other movies where I want to see what the whole fuss was about that the whole world was talking about. This one was more like, why did my dad in particular like it? Or why did my sister remember really like so it? You're, you're looking at the micro
1: fuss instead of the macro fuss about it.
2: Yeah, because in, in the olden days, like, I mean, yeah, if it wasn't animated, I did not care. So the like, olden days, as to like three I years ago. It, yeah, like. Like I, I would just still find it, like very. I would just find it boring, especially like anything that has to do with history. But I mean, no, yeah, I, I I feel
1: up, you. yeah, that makes sense. But
2: I ended up, but I still ended up really enjoying this movie.
1: Oh, right. um, well, I guess I mean, I that mean
2: the, great. <laughs> the 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 Gibster. Um, nope.
1: The g- nope. The gibster. <laughs> nope. Just gonna nope that one right there. Just cross that
2: off the list. <laughs> I mean, ignoring like everything he's done. I mean, just looking at. You know his performance in that movie, and ignoring everything else, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I thought I thought he did a good job. Like he actually had something that like stuck with me more than anything else. I feel was that he had like one of the most like realistic cries I've ever seen in a movie when his
0: but, son dies. At the uh, spoilers for spoilers for a movie from
1: like nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, when his son gets his son, he, was it Joseph Gordon-Levitt?
2: Feel like it was mm, right? No, 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 no. It wasn't George McGurk. He was John Connor. Whoever played John Connor.
1: I'm looking it up. Don't oh, you worry. that's right. From from um,
2: two. Well, no, not 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 when he died. When his other son died. When, when um the Joker died.
0: You, what? What are you? Now I'm lost.
1: Heath Ledger is who he's talking about.
2: Heath Ledger.
0: Who who dies in in the Patriot at the beginning?
2: The John Connor. So he dies in the beginning, and yeah, he gets sad, but he doesn't go into full on cry. Like pretty much, like when when John Connor dies and prevents and and, and I guess like you know leading the way to Skynet, um, Mel Gibson gets really mad, and that's he he pretty much goes into he immediately goes into Rambo mode as soon as his son dies. So he doesn't really have like a moment to cry. He just kills off a bunch of people and becomes that legend that eventually has a payoff later on. But when his other son, Mark Hamill, when the Joker dies to Captain Hook, because that is wait, wait, hold up. on, okay. no, 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 yeah. no, 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 wait,
1: wait, uh, the Joker in Patriot is Heath Ledger, not Mark Hamill. Wrong Joker. You're very confused. I'm very confused. No, Mark Hamill. Wait, no, what? What, what are you talking? No, wasn't Mark Hamill? Didn't you just say Mark Hamill? Yeah, you said, no, Mark I said, you, ha- you said Mark Hamill. You mentioned You said, Mark Hamill. You said Mark Hamill. No. We both I said the,
2: Roll I, back the tape. Said, oh, maybe I said it, Mark Hamill. But anyway, when the Joker kills Hook. Oh, no. When the Joker gets killed by Captain Hook, that's when he gives off a very
1: realistic cry. I, have a, I don't know the name of the actor. I have a new idea plays, for the podcast. Sorry but he played, to cut you off real quick. Instead of Kevin listing off Xbox Game Pass things for two hours, could we just get you describing movies using the characters from other movies? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not not confusing at
2: all. (laughs) All Alright, when Mark Hamill's character... Nope. Mark Hamill... (laughs) When Heath Heath Ledger's character is killed by the actor that plays Captain Hook in a Peter Pan remake that isn't associated with Disney. It's just like a live-action Peter Pan. No, it's not called Hook. It's called Peter Pan. Hook is the one with...
0: Hook is the one with Robin Williams. Yeah, Hook
2: is the one with Robin Williams. So the one I'm talking about is called Peter Pan, and Captain Hook is played by this dude, who also plays the father in that same Peter Pan movie. He plays both the father and Captain Hook. Oh, it's Jason Isaacs.
0: I love oh, Jason. yeah, Jason <laughs> Isaacs, yeah. I'm, I'm... Wait, you've seen that Peter Pan movie? No, I'm I'm on the Wikipedia because I've At... <laughs> just lost <laughs> who you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm on
1: IMDb trying to piece this together in real time.
2: <laughs> All right, so Mel Gibson his the (laughs) Gipster. yeah the the (laughs) Gipster. he loses John Connor (laughs) to Hook
0: and then the Joker no no, he loses the Joker (laughs) no okay you're in the beginning
2: of the movie he loses John Connor John Connor's not in this movie
1: (laughs) yes he is (laughs) he's He's a kid wait hold on hold on where does Percy Jackson fit in? Because Percy Jackson in this movie. Yeah, too. I'm looking at the I <laughs> Logan Lerman was in this movie. I'm
2: I I'm gonna grab this IMDB right now too, and then you're gonna be like so This is
1: this has evolved wrong. into madness. The best type of madness.
2: Alright, the Patriot, here we go. And let's see, where where am I okay, we got Heath Ledger? Yeah Jason I Alright, what's where, the name of the kid? Um man these are like pictures of them now that's not that's gonna make it hard
0: <laughs> alright I guess
2: I could go by the last name so Gabriel so I feel like this Martin? is all karma
1: for you calling Mel Gibson the gibster
0: okay there's <laughs> there's, there's Corporal Gabriel Martin which is Heath Ledger then Thomas yeah, Martin played by Gregory Smith then Nathan yeah. Martin uh, then Samuel Martin who doesn't have a Wikipedia page uh, mm. then Logan Lerman uh, who almost was uh, Spider-Man in, uh... I, really? think it's I didn't it's Gregory
2: know that. Mar- I, I
0: I think it's this Gregory, Gregory Smith, Smith guy that Gregory Smith guy is not John Connor <laughs> wow, the, who's John Connor John Connor is uh, Edward Furlong this is the guy huh. for, this is the main character for Small Soldiers I knew I've seen this kid before
2: yeah because I knew i would seen him before but I thought it was for huh you're right so let me rewind a bit. So, no Gibson, the Gibster, the is, Gibster. <laughs> gets, yeah, yeah. So, the Gibster gets really mad at Hook for killing small soldiers, and, and, nice, nice. and so See, then now, the, this all makes
0: sense, and,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, and, and I got so it, now. The jo- yeah.
2: yeah. And so, the Joker also feeling mad because small soldiers was his brother. Um, he <laughs> he goes off and joins the army, and then he eventually gets killed by Hook. Because he runs off and does this reckless thing after he loses his wife that he just got married to the day before, which was actually kind of bumming.
1: But, and, and just for yeah, clarity, so when... it, it's pencil trick Joker, not cartoon Joker. For anyone that's thinking the wrong Joker, it's important to specify. It's and it's also learn. not sure. basketball court side Joker either. That's a different Joker. Continue, please. It's also not Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't got a special title.
2: <laughs> and so when – what? And so when What a Woman Wants finds the Joker Hold he... up. Hold up. <laughs> that's the name of the movie. Bo Gibson started What a Woman Wants. <laughs> Sorry, that <laughs> that's when he gives a very realistic cry. It's a very ugly cry, but it actually feels like a, that's how an actual person cries, not like your typical movie cries. Like it actually felt like you actually developed, he had like a strong connection to him. I just, it, I just really believed it, and yeah, I mean that. I, I just thought that was great. I mean, and then after that, um, Passion of the Christ got his revenge on Hook, and God. we're good. <laughs> You're I'm he, literally tearing up with laughter. He's Mad that. Max.
0: You didn't even use that.
2: Wait, who's Mad Max? Mel
0: Gibson. He's, he's the he's old Mad Max. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he was in the first Mad Max. I he was the first, first three. Rift, oh. He was in the first three. He's Mad Max. I thought. What, so you could have said, you could have said... you could said you could said what women wants instead of Mad Max. <laughs> I haven't seen Mad Max or Braveheart.
2: <laughs> or Braveheart. The only Mad Max I know about is the one where Venom is the main character.
1: You oh, mean God. you mean Bane.
2: Oh, that's the same I, yeah. damn! You didn't know that? Wait, which is also wait. So, Twenty One Jump Street is nope. Mad Max. No, no, nope. <laughs> those are completely different people. Jeez. That's Magic Mike. It, 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 and 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 I don't mean super bad.
1: I mean the other twenty. No, that's Magic great. Mike, aka Channing Tatum. Wait, Magic Mike, is Channing Tatum? He's in it. Yeah. I don't know if he is the Magic Mike. I don't know if that's I, a I single think he person. I Magic Mike.
2: Okay. I thought Magic Mike was just like some nickname they gave Michael Jordan because of how like what? incredibly talented he
1: was at basketball. No, it's a movie about male strippers. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just never knew what Magic Mike yeah. was. There's two of them: Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL, which exactly what you think it means.
2: I kind of want to see a movie where I like, can't see that. has a son named. I kind of like my version where John Connor was the son, but I guess small <laughs> soldiers will have to do. But yeah, so uh, honestly, the the few there were a few action scenes that I thought were really well done, mainly because like there were a couple gunfights but because you know it's a period piece so everyone takes forever to reload and every shot kind of is giving its own like space to breathe I felt like those felt I felt way more tension in those than the ones in John Wick but then again that was not really mm-hmm. the point of John Wick's I mean the point of those is just to see just how badass he is at just going through all those guns but anyway yeah so the Patriot glad I saw it um, I don't know if I'd rec. I don't think it's like a recommender a must watch or anything but if you happen to find yourself watching it, it's definitely entertaining. Definitely. Also kind of interesting that we just saw like Hamilton, I think the week before, two weeks before. So it still kind of felt we were in a period PC history kind of way, like period. Like the next movie we're going to watch actually. Well, the next pick that I have is a movie called, um, oh man, I forgot what it was called. I'll come back to me Who later. does it star? Let us
1: know who it stars.
2: No, no. It, it, I mean, I, I'm watching that one. Well, when it comes out on Blu-ray in September, I'm just going to wait because I want to watch it on the big TV with that. Um, I mean, I do have Apple TV because I know it is on there for free. Well, I guess technically. But yeah, I think I will wait for it. I think it's... um, Nope, I, I, I forgot. But it's basically a World War II movie set in japan that's around the time that they dropped the nukes
1: and it's it's animated it's mm. fully animated so no actor association game with this one then if it's animated
2: in this corner of the world that's what it's called
1: so no are actor association familiar, are there any
0: familiar <laughs> voices that you, that you would know with?
2: no because i'm just gonna watch it subbed so i definitely probably wouldn't recognize the yeah, okay. voice mm. yeah. especially for yeah. movies i feel like no, I don't know. I don't think I'd be able to recognize any, any Big voices Japanese or recurring soybeans. voices from anime voices. Yeah,
0: there's like one or two that I can think. You'll of. You'll find
1: some other rom com that you can somehow plug into it. Don't you worry?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what? Yeah, but, but but definitely looking forward to weathering with you.
0: Well. well. I don't think that we're gonna to top that last segment.
1: No, we're not. That was that was quite possibly the single funniest thing that's ever happened in the nearly nine years of Random Nintendo. <laughs> that was Jesus insane. Christ, Angel. <laughs> 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 then, what, what a woman wants to yeah, What a woman wants. <laughs> that, that's the episode title, right? It has to be. What a woman Or is that spoiling wants? the joke? Or is that spoiling? That, that the might joke? be spoiling the joke. All right, maybe we, maybe uh, that's we'll, a little little we'll, secret we'll nugget for out people now, that anyway. listen to. That. I
2: can't believe um so. 30 Rock comes out in the sequel. I forgot his name. Tyler Tyler Jordan?
1: Tr- what? Jordan? Are you ta- what? Are you talking about Tracy Morgan?
2: <laughs> Tracy Morgan. He comes out in What in the Men sequel Want. To, to... It, yes, to oh, in What Men Want. Oh, I thought into the want. sequel of yes. The Patriot. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> No. I was like, what? Are... what oh. the, I guess the sequel to What Women Want, even though, I guess, Mel Gibson isn't in it. So, I guess it's just the it's Genesis like a, it's,
0: version. It's like a... It's like a spiritual sequel, I'm sure yeah it was, it was yeah.
1: tracy uh Tracy Morgan and um uh wow they different Ghostbusters? It. No. no it was um Tiffany haddish no that's oh. also wrong no wasn't she in it no I'm pretty sure she's in it no <laughs> <laughs> real, real helpful
0: <laughs> don't you have imdb
1: up I'm working on it. I'm
0: done with this podcast. You <laughs> can follow on us Hang on on, uh, on Twitter, Nintendo com. You can follow us individually on Twitter. Wow. We're just Nintendo no com. Red. That's point. Oh, one. By, the and way, point two by the way, the way. oh, it's uh, Traji
1: P. Henson. I got the wrong T yeah, name. I
0: told you. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. timestamps at the bottom. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> it at the top again. Oh well. <laughs> it's a tradition at this point. Yeah, at least we yeah, said they who know, we were. They know how this works. Yeah, at least they, we said who know. we were. Yeah. Sometimes maybe, we forget. That. Uh you can follow us on any podcasting service of your choosing. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Which uh were we ever on Google Play Music?
1: We were. We still are. Um it's just they yeah. rebranded it, so we rebranded it in accordance with their style guide.
0: Hmm. Well yeah. rest in peace, Google Play Music. I hardly knew ye. Uh what else did, are we on tune in?
1: We were on TuneIn. We were on Apple Podcasts. I don't think we said that one. Hold on.
0: we're, We are in TuneIn and we've never we mentioned in TuneIn. it?
1: I used to mention it back in the day, but bigger bigger uh, platforms came into the picture like Pandora, so I kind of swapped it. Because, I, I mean, I could go for days when I list them out otherwise.
0: Because huh, <laughs> really? we're
1: on iHeart. We're also on iHeartRadio, but you didn't know that. What? Mm-hmm. This
0: is the they, but they, mean, just,
1: they just syndicate from Apple Podcasts, so that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like so, basically, if you're if you're on Apple Podcasts, um, every other podcasting service except like now, um, Pandora and Stitch and Stitcher and Spotify because they're trying to be their own, but all the like sub ones, so to speak, Pocket Cast, whatever, all pull from that same index essentially.
0: Pocket Cast, yeah, the best of the podcasting apps. It's a very good app.
1: Yeah,
0: love that app. But unfortunately, I don't want to split hairs between my apps. Anyways, follow us individually (laughs) on our Twitters. Uh, I'm KVN Gomi, Jason is JSR7, mm-hmm. Angel is Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. And uh, did I forget any other
1: housekeeping thing? I Did we say YouTube is RamTown.com? Well, now we, we did, so there you go. Well, well now <laughs> we did,
0: so so yeah, we um, covered our bases there. Yeah, I think we're good. I swear I'll get better at this. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's only been seven episodes and another oh, dozen that you've been on with me God. hosting <laughs> Jesus christ baby, I Steph, guess, baby uh,
0: steps I guess with that uh take us out
1: who either
0: one of you take <laughs> us out angel
1: give us give us some actor associations what I don't know
2: all right oh i'm i I got the – uh yeah what did, what a thought be here <laughs> it seems, like, it seems like a good thought point. <laughs>